Hello, we are not available now. Please leave your name and phone number after the beep. We will return your call. Hey, huge fan. Been following for a while. Just have a quick question. By any chance, are you former Ravens Super Bowl MVP Joe Flacco? For the 52nd time, I am not Joe Flacco. This is not Joe Flacco, the podcast. I'm joined this week once again by my buddy Doug. And we are talking QB tiers. Who's at the top? Who's at the bottom? Who's not where they should be? Who is where they should be? I make a grave mistake. I completely forgot an entire division. If you're going to forget a division, though, and you forget the AFC South, not that big a fucking deal. It's not. It's just the AFC South. There's only one QB in that entire division that's worth a shit. It's Deshaun Watson. But I forgot all of them. So I had to like scramble midway through. Got a little awkward. Um, But a really good podcast. Had a lot of fun with it. Um, Again, new format. We're going longer. We're going weekly. And um, that's it. I'm I'm excited. I'd I'd love your guys' feedback on it. There's a couple things in there. This should be surprising for you. Maybe not surprising for you if you've been following the page. I imagine that it's going to generate some conversation in my DMs. All right, guys. And thanks again to Doug for coming through. This is the first podcast we recorded over the internet. We got some proper mic set up. Quality is nice. Doesn't sound like either of us is in a tunnel. Um, But uh, I'm excited for this one. Thank you guys for listening. Go and drop a review. And uh, God, it is good to be back doing the podcast again. And after the goat, QB tears. So we are going over QB tears. Lot of, lot of, lot of news stories. Lot of articles. Lot of blog posts. Lot of people bloviating about exactly where every QB in the league ranks. And so Doug and I are going to sit down and we're going to bloviate and we're going to fucking fill up some, fill up some airtime and assault your ears with our, our QB opinions. Doug, did any, when you were doing this, did anything surprise you about like your own rankings? Um, nah, not really. I feel like it's probably mine. I don't know. might be a little boring. <laughs> Pretty standard. Um, I guess there's a couple guys that you might have in tier one that I have in tier two, but um, they're all right at the top. So, so I I struggled a bit with this because I, I kept feeling the need to. Maybe it's just because like from doing the memes and stuff that like I'm like trying to bucket people into like certain things, and so I'm like looking at this list right now, and there's. It's kind of like I've I've uh, I've typecast some of these guys and said it's like okay you're this type of player so I'm gonna slot you here and would I rather have this type of player there, but then I realized that like a couple of guys that I would absolutely love to have this year are way down the list. Yeah, me too. And it's just it's a and I'm grouping guys together that. I didn't expect to group together. And I don't know if it's just because they don't fit anywhere else or or what. Um, but why don't we get into it? Yeah, absolutely. Let's do it. You want to start at the top? Okay, at the top, Josh Allen. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no. Uh, sorry, sorry, I blacked out. I blacked out. Uh, don't do that to me. All right. Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. Yep. Okay. We, so we're talking tier one. How many guys do you have in your tier one? I have four. Okay, I have three. So okay, uh, the obvious one I have is Patrick Mahomes as well. So there's two super obvious ones, and it's Mahomes and Russell Wilson. Correct. That's, okay. Yep, I have both those guys. All right. And then my third guy is Aaron Rodgers. Okay, he's four for me, but still tier one. Yep. Who's your four? I only have three in tier one. Okay. So I got Lamar as my number three. Yeah, that's a good choice. And he was, uh, he was, he was, he's basically the number four for me. Um, so he's the top of tier two. 
Um, just want to see him do it another year. You know, he had a great year last year. Let's so I've, I've covered this on this podcast, and people are like, he's going to take a step back. And, and I go, yeah, he's going to take a step back. There's only been nine guys in the history of the game that have ever won two MVPs. So I don't think that's necessarily what you're saying, but you know, he's got two seasons under his belt and one of them's an MV fucking MV fucking P season. Like he's not. uh, Yeah. I mean, I'm glad he's your four. He's my three. Yeah. Um, Right there. You could put him in tier one probably, but he's a Raven. So that tipped it the other way. (laughs) Yeah, that works. That works. I mean, I was able to overcome my own intra divisional uh, hatred and put Wilson at number two, but I've, I just can't stand how good he is. That's that's yeah, my he, problem with him is I can't stand how good he is. Yeah, he really is. He's fun to watch as much as you probably don't like to watch him. Mike. He's a fun player to watch. He is absolutely terrifying to play against. I like to watch your team play against him and the the stupid little like escaping and ducking and like, you know, just kind of like turning his back to the line of scrimmage and then like bolting out to the side and it's yeah. just it's just so fucking annoying he's just impossible yeah he's so good yeah all right cool so, well yeah so tier one so those are like you know granted, granted wilson has never even gotten an mvp vote but like to me those are those are the that's like the m that's like the guys that i could see winning I don't think I could put Rodgers in. I don't see Rodgers winning an MVP again. But, like, Mahomes, Wilson, and Lamar, those would be, like, the three guys that it's, like, if you could pick – if you could just pick three guys for the next five years and you couldn't bet on anybody else to win an MVP, you'd be pretty happy with those three guys. Absolutely. And then, yeah, for Tier 2, it was kind of a mix of young guys ascending and old guys kind of declining. Um, I have, let's see, I have five guys in my second tier. So I have, I have two blocks here and one is young guys and one is old guys. Yeah. And I'm looking at it and I could probably like, kind of just like stitch them together and have like one big middle block. But I think in like, in general, Anyways, I'll, who's your who's your number five? So we're agreed on who the top four are. We just we've we've flipped the order a little bit. So um, who's your yeah, so at four? I had Lamar Jackson at five. I have Dak Prescott. Holy shit! I have Dak at number five too. Really? Yeah, and that was surprising to me. Yeah, I mean him. I just I don't know. I feel like I mean if, when you look at his numbers, you're like, holy shit, <laughs> this guy. He does put him up, so he he puts him up. He doesn't throw interceptions, uh, and he threw for fucking forty nine hundred yards this last season. Yeah, a very the quietest forty nine hundred yards you've ever heard. And there's a lot of uh, a lot of really good players around him. Offensive line weapons on the outside. He's, he's got in a great. He's in a great situation. He's just got to lock down that whatever forty million dollar contract a year, four years, five years. Who gives a shit? To sign right. He uh, he he's he's got an easier job than a lot of guys, but I think where like Mahomes has the coach and the weapons, Dak just has weapons. Like he hasn't had the he hasn't had like an Andy Reid or um he hasn't had like an Andy Reid to like buffer him there. Yeah. You know, it's like the, the, the routes those guys run. It's just like, it's, uh, I mean, you know, this is what Des Bryant spends all his fucking time tweeting about. It's just how simple the Jason Garrett offense was. Who's yeah. your number six? Uh, number six, uh, six Super Bowls, Tom Brady. I have him right there. Again, he's in a kind of a good situation. Big receivers you can kind of throw it up to in Tampa Bay. Um, so obviously I think he's obviously he was the top guy for a long time, but I think he's kind of on the backside, obviously. Yeah. I think that's, I mean, that's the whole point in going to going to Tampa Bay, right. Is like trying to prove that he's not on the backside anymore. I mean, he had a very put like middle of the pack, like 
maybe he was in the top 15 last year. Kind of see that. Yeah, it's more just paying respect to the guy. I mean, <laughs> he's had an amazing career. But, yeah, he's definitely on the downside. I mean, I don't even know what to expect from Tampa Bay this year with him there. I could easily see them be in the second seed in the playoffs or not making the playoffs. <laughs> Have I told you the story about how Tom Brady wanted to be a San Francisco 49er? Have I mentioned that to you at all in the last 20 years? Maybe once or twice. I think I've heard that from you. Okay. Yeah, Giovanni fucking Carmazzi. Look it up, all you all you kids. Yeah. Fucking she's a, he's a goddamn sheep herder now, Doug. He, he, he heard sheep. The Browns drafted Spurgeon Wynn instead. Spurgeon. Giovanni Carmazzi is a sheep herder. Spurgeon <laughs> Wynn is a, Spurgeon Wynn is at least selling insurance somewhere. <laughs> Jesus. Um, okay, so I can so yeah. again I split up my tiers right. So I went young guys and then old guys because I kind of bucketed the old guys together in like the can they still do it tier. Yeah. And so in the younger guys that haven't won so i've got so this tier right here is younger guys that haven't won okay and so for me um it's it's uh it's matt ryan next okay um and by younger i mean i know he's 33 but like quarterbacks are so fucking old these days that i feel like 33 is still young yeah all right and i'm 38 so that might play a role in this as well. Still got a shot, dude. I could, I could be a kicker. I mean, Vinatieri's like what, forty-four? I played Is soccer. He, Is he still playing? Dude, I'll tell you what. I'll probably never have a kid, but if I did, he's gonna be trained to be a long snapper. That is easy money right there. There you go. And they play forever. Yep. Yeah. Special. Um, okay, so who's okay? So your. So I went, you, we went Dak, you went Brady, I went Matt Ryan. Who's your, who's your next? Uh, Deshaun Watson. Dude, I fucking forgot him. <laughs> I yeah. Somehow uh, I forgot him. I'm like looking at my sheet here. I absolutely for fucking forgot him. That's, that's a, that's a, I forgot all of the AFC South. I ran out of room. That's why. <laughs> I got you. What a He's, uh, but yeah, Deshaun Watson. I don't know. He he could be higher, but they. I don't know why they got rid of Nuke, dude. Cardinals sending him to the Cardinals was a bad bad choice. I thought. So I will I I will go back. I will put Watson above Matt Ryan. Okay. Um, and yeah, that's fucking embarrassing. I just like forget. I mean, if you're gonna forget a division, it's gonna be the AFC South, though, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely, yeah. and. You know, the Texans even more so. Right. I mean, so, Bill O'Brien f- forgets stuff. Why can't I? Yeah. No, with the trades that guy's made, you got nothing to be embarrassed about, man. Right. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, Deshaun Watson's a heck of a talent. But, I don't know. Tier two's high, so he's he's pretty good. Yeah. Um, and then my last guy of my tier two is your guy, Drew Brees. Hey. It's your boy. Hey, all right. Again, that's he kind of falls into the elder statesman on the backside of his career. Same as Brady. Um, a lot of things got to go right around those guys for them to make it all the way. Yeah. Um, yeah, need uh, need a lot of talent, and you need a lot of guys that can run short routes. Exactly. <laughs> um, so I have – so in the young guy bucket, I go – so Dak – Deshaun, Matt Ryan, and I'll just finish this out. I go Stafford, then Wentz. Yeah, probably Wentz than Stafford. I go Wentz, so Dak, Deshaun, Matt Ryan, Wentz, Stafford, and then uh, I put Jameis in there. Jameis Winston? Yeah. Okay. Um, I didn't even put him on my list. Yeah, I uh, I think he's, I think he's legit a, I think he's a top fifteen quarterback in the league. Yeah, he. I just, I mean, I didn't put him on there because he's in New Orleans, right? Yeah. So I just, just kind of did the starters for each team. 
I went uh, I went a little deeper. I went a little deeper. Jameis, uh, little, I forgot yeah. the whole I forgot the whole AFC South and remembered Jameis Winston <laughs> and Joe Flacco. Well, I had to remember Joe Flacco. That was a given. Yeah, I mean, if he had half the amount of interceptions or turnovers last year, he would have been MVP caliber. Yeah, I mean, how many guys in the league in the league's history have thrown for fucking five thousand yards and thirty? Yeah. It's like five thousand yards, thirty-three touchdowns. Sure, thirty interceptions, but fucking Andrew Luck, worst interception year of his career under uh, Bruce Arians. Carson Palmer, worst interception year of his career, first year under Bruce Arians. Yeah. Winston just didn't get a second year, but. I I don't I mean and you see the workouts the guy is a a, a maestro in the in the in the in the weight room like I just don't I I don't think that a guy that I think you can and here's here's what coaches here's where coaches always get fucked up right same thing yeah. I'm doing I'm like you can coach that guy down to 20 interceptions a season <laughs> right you can do it come on man yeah, you, I mean, yeah. He is a he's an obvious talent, and I think that's a good situation uh, with Sean Payton and Drew Brees to sit behind those guys and learn some more football. Nothing would make me happier than Drew Brees getting like nicked up. Nothing serious, just like nicked up in week two, yeah. and then like like another thumb injury. Right, just give me another thumb injury. Same thumb is fine, and give Jameis five weeks in in the Sean Payton system, and Drew Brees does not get his job back. I can see that. Yeah, this is not Teddy Bridgewater. Jameis Jameis is taking that job and he's running with it. Yeah, something to keep an eye on for sure this year. Um. Oh, I'll, I'll keep an eye on Brees. Yeah. So. <laughs> So is that that completes your tier two? That's my that's my yeah that's like so I'm thinking like after tier one it's like a fork in the road, and it's like these guys aren't necessarily better or worse. It's just kind of like two different paths. You can go like 33 and under that have never won anything, or you can go, uh, you know, 40 and older um, that have won something. Yeah. Yeah, because I had, let's see, I had three tier ones, five tier twos, but then tier three, I have eight in this group. So this is definitely the meat of it. All right. So who's your, who's your next? Uh... So my tier three, I have Stafford. Okay. Matthew Stafford, which is number nine, if you're counting those. Um, but I think there's just a headline on him just now that he's been put on the COVID-19 list. Um, which either him or someone he knows has COVID. Okay. But either way, I'm sure he'll be fine for the season. So, but Stafford, again, he's uh, first, uh, he's, what, he had 136 starts in a row until last year. Yep, man, broke his back or some shit. Back, which is something you don't want to break. Not often, that anyway. That sounds terrible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, I have Stafford, and then I have Wentz. Um, again, <clears throat> health is a big factor with him. He can yep. easily be towards the top of tier two if he could stay healthy. Yep. Um, Roethlisberger, another older quarterback coming off an injury. Um, Kirk Cousins, Matt Ryan. I know you had Matt Ryan a little bit higher. Yeah. Oh, you whoa, whoa, whoa. Kirk Cousins, whoa. You can't just slip that in there. <clears throat> We're, whoa. Yeah, I mean, Matt, uh, yeah, I have him right there at 13. Whoa, okay. So, I mean, he's uh, he's put up some pretty good numbers over his career. He's not the most clutch quarterback, but we're starting to get to the middle of the pack. I think that's where his uh, where he lies. So, I've got him in my next group after the old guys. And so, my are you, are you done with your tier three there? No, I have two more guys that are actually interesting uh baker mayfield and jimmy garoppolo so you got jimmy below kirk cousins uh and baker and yeah and philip rivers also on the decline so philip rivers above or below jimmy uh right above motherfucker 
You are so lucky we're doing this over the internet today. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, I mean, Kirk Cousins has had a reason. I'm, I'm not saying he's great. We're, like I said, he's on the back end of tier three here. Right. Baker and Jimmy have a little bit more to prove. I think they could easily be, have a better year than him. Well, I mean, like, okay. So in the, in the one-year wonder category, right, where we really only have one year of data on any of these guys, it's like, who do we got? We got, like, Lamar, Jimmy. Uh, who else has kind of only given us really one year so far that we've talked about? That's really it, right? Lamar and Jimmy. Um, yeah. And and Jimmy ran. So is it is it is it Shanahan that you have holding Jimmy back? Like Shanahan gets more of the credit because like he had a sixty nine percent completion percentage. He was fifth in the league in touchdowns. He was like over eight yards per attempt. You know, thirteen interceptions. Not great, but. Like, I mean, and like the number two offense in the league. So are you just giving the credit to Shanahan or what? Um, yeah, sure. Yeah, we'll give it to Shanahan. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I mean, uh, Jimmy, I thought he had a pretty solid year. Um, again, kind of similar to Lamar being tier two. Jimmy is at tier three, but he could be in tier two with another good year. All right. Um, and again, same with Baker. He had, you know good year bad year it's time to see where he's gonna go so i guess i guess my thing with cousins right is cousins is throwing to throwing to thielen and Diggs and had dalvin cook and jimmy had half a season of emmanuel sanders half a season of debo samuel who was a nobody like you know in week five um the he had the best he's got the best tight end in the game but it's like so there's that and then like a bunch of like hand-me-down running backs that just are in a really good situation so it's like i feel like if you're like i don't want to spend too much time on jimmy everybody knows like fuck i'd like i like jimmy i'll defend jimmy i'm not i wouldn't necessarily putting in my top 10 i have him in my tier four which is below the proven guys but i mean i've got him in the same i've got jimmy in the same tier as so if i'm getting into my next tier i've got jimmy cousin so yeah, who's your tier three? So, oh right so my tier three is brady breeze um big oh brady breeze big ben cam and rivers okay so again, older and or kind of coming off injury. Yeah, so I had Cousins, Mayfield, and Garoppolo in there. Different so you. Yeah, so I've got so in that t next tier down for me, I go. So I've got Jimmy Cousins, Teddy Bridgewater, Nick Foles, Baker, and Tannehill, and I'm not even like I would probably Foles would be at the very very bottom of that list. And like, but like Jimmy Cousins, Teddy, and uh, and then Baker, Tannehill, Foles, is okay. my next. And I think like, so my thing like, I like I like Baker, and I would love to have him on my team, just because he's such an asshole that like, and you, you know how <laughs> you know how I gravitate. You know how I am. You know how I gravitate to assholes. Um, so that sounded weird. I gravitate to assholes. Um, that's a quote from not Joe Flacco. He gravitates to assholes. Um, Jimmy. Yeah. Jimmy then cousins. So I've got him close. I just have Jimmy ahead. So it's like, I'm not, okay. I'm not too mad. But they had very, I, I think, I think Kurt, uh, I think cousins just gets shit on a lot, but he's had a pretty solid career. Yeah. I mean, don't begrudge me my memes, Doug. <laughs> Um, no, a very solid career, and I just – he's just not uh, – I don't think he's going to – he's hes just not going to win you games. Yeah. He's a great play from a head quarterback. Yeah, Minnesota's – their defense is uh, pretty stellar, so he's in a good situation there. Yeah. 
Any surprise but that I, I, uh, any, any surprise that I've got Foles this high? Uh, yeah, I have him a lot farther down. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think it's a big year for both Baker and Jimmy just to finish that up. They better be in front of Cousins certainly next year. Yeah, I mean uh, Baker's got. I mean, how's the offensive line there in Cleveland? Uh, <clears throat> yeah, drafted the left tackle in the top of the draft. Signed Conklin from the Titans. So we got two t- tackles now, which were our biggest holes. So yeah, so offensive line's looking pretty good for the Browns. There's fucking weapons. Yep. There's a Tight lot of ends, running backs, receivers. Again, Baker's no excuses this year. I think last year the step back was definitely the coach, though. That may be the dumbest man to ever have an NFL. <laughs> Our offensive corner is literally telling other teams that the guy's running certain plays in practice and then calls different plays in the games. That's uh, <laughs> pretty ridiculous. Oh, um, but yeah, I, I expect a big improvement from Baker. <laughs> right. Well, so the only problem with, with um, the new coach is that he's you know, it's a run-first coach. That's only going to help Baker for sure. But a lot of play action, which I think will probably be be fine for him. Play actions and rollouts. Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt, feed those guys the ball. Yeah. Yeah, and like you said, play action and rollouts, he'll eat, that's what he does best. So, so yeah, so that um, – yeah, so then Tier 4, that's where I have uh, – I have Cam Newton, Ryan Tannehill, Kyler Murray – Joe Burrow, and then your your guy Josh Allen. Oh, and, oh, God. And then uh, I mean, he was on a playoff team last year, so that's why he's up there higher than I think his talents might speak to. <laughs> um, was maybe more that was more the defense, but trying to give the guy a little respect. And then uh, another pity spot here. This is one you might not like either. Is Jared Goff. <laughs> oh, oh, Jesus, man. We're down towards the bottom half here. So, oh God! So I've got, I've got, um, oh, where did I put? I've got, I've got Goff in with, uh, this like so all of the the next guys for me are all young guys that could go either way. Yeah. God damn! What am I saying here? I'm gravitate to assholes, and I got young guys that can go either way. This is like. <laughs> Yeah, this these pods were a lot less suspect when I was just doing them myself. Yeah. I'm not gonna Get lie. Get your mind out of the gutter. Right, Jesus, man, there's kids listening. <laughs> um, but yeah, now we're we're in a tier four, so I mean, it's all young guys. Yeah. So I've got I've got Gardner Minshew like almost at, like the top of my young guys list. Really? Well, it's like he had the he had the best rookie season last year, and like I'm not like. Murray was fine, but he wasn't better than – he didn't have a better season than Gardner. He just played every game. Yeah. Arnold, I'm not – I don't know. What are you going to say? Like, he's there. Who, did you say Darnold? Yeah. Yeah, I haven't gotten to him yet. He's in the next tier down for me. But, like, can you actually tell the difference between, like, Darnold, Goff, Danny Jones, and Drew Locke? Like what's the what is what is the what is the huge difference that one of them is going to do for you and not the other? Yeah, those guys are definitely packed together. All very stiff-looking quarterbacks. Right, just like you know, it's like it's like they're like it's like they're dressed up as Matt Ryan for Halloween. It just like it just doesn't look right. Yeah. Like oh okay, you're just a boring fucking quarterback. That yeah, it's like this like boring pocket passer thing guy like Gardner at least does some stuff right he gets out on the edge and can run a little um I've got I've got I've got Haskins in this group I think maybe just because his rookie card was an early purchase of mine um but I've got I've got all the basically all the young guys because to me all of these young guys are just I mean the obvious like Darnold, Goff, Danny Jones, and Locke are all kind of grouped together. Burrow, I would say, is probably – I'd probably put Burrow at the top of this list, to tell you the truth. Yeah. And then I got Tua in here, but this is just all the fucking young guys. Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, you're right on the spot. They're all very similar, and 
Some of them are gonna. I don't know. Some of them will send. Some of them will decline. Some of them will ne- never see again. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but my tier five um, has some of those guys you just said: Drew Locke, Daniel Jones, Sam Darnold, and then I threw in the two veterans: Derek Carr, Teddy Bridgewater. Um, okay. We'll see what they do. I don't know. Right. <laughs> Teddy Bridgewater just left a great situation to a okay situation. He's got the running back there in Carolina. Um, What's the, the receivers, dude? Like, uh, um, I can never – it's it's Curtis Samuel, and I can never remember – DJ something or other? Stewart, or maybe, I don't know. Yeah, for, I'll keep fucking – We like, always forget. We forgot his name last – Yeah, time. exactly. It's like this poor he's bastard. That, he's that good. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, but that's my tier five, those guys. And then my final tier – or who do you have in your – do you have – how many tiers did you go? I, I have a, I have a separate tier for old vets, and I've got uh, Fitzpatrick. Uh, sorry, Fitzmagic, Flacco, Tyrod. Did I say Tyrod twice? I'm going to say Tyrod twice. Fitzpatrick, Flacco, Tyrod, Carr, and Mariota, all in the, like the old vet, completely useless. Uh, your replacement level quarterback field. Yeah, I have basically my tier six, the same guys, Fitzpatrick and Tyrod Taylor. Um, and then beneath them, I've got Josh Allen and Mitch Trubisky. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, there's a couple quarterbacks I didn't put on there. Trubisky, if he was on here, he'd be at the bottom. Yeah. Um, I didn't put two on here. I had Fitzpatrick, but two would probably be in tier five for me. Josh Allen is uh... – is garbage i'm just he's just it's like christian ponder is his like the the best version that when when you go back and look at the the josh allen stats the most the most similar quarterback you can find to him is christian ponder and where is he at home while his wife is on television married i was gonna say married to samantha yeah the enemy of barstool sports Well, those, are my, um, those, those are my tiers. Yeah, and then I think who else was there? Where would you have uh, Justin Herbert, the rookie from Oregon who's on the Chargers? Underneath Strabisky. Really? Yeah. I just, like, I can't the, – the guy – I keep going back to this. The guy said on, like, he's a six-foot-seven fucking quarterback, and, uh, you know, part of his, like, little draft day spiel to get all the Chargers fans super hyped about, like, drafting him was he's like, yeah, you know, i just like to be in the background. <laughs> Is that what you want from a fucking – yeah, because L.A.'s really going to be the fucking right spot for you there, but Thanks for noticing me. Uh, like, yep. Okay, guys. All right, well, those were some tears. Yeah. We had a couple uh... – couple separations but i think overall we were pretty close yeah we're still friends yeah we made it through it yeah all right we're doing better than tyrod taylor and justin herbert i'll tell you that seriously seriously and and i think you know in terms of accuracy way better than josh allen yeah yeah he's someone to keep an eye on i guess maybe i had him too high yes especially if you're in like the first row the back of the end zone definitely keep your eye on him because he might hit you with the ball yeah, I have him at 22. That's pretty deep. It's deep, but like... Not know, as deep he as he'll throw it into the crowd. He does love the deep ball. Dude, he had some pretty impressive runs. It looked like he was about to get destroyed, absolutely killed, and he somehow survived. He would so be the... Some stuff with his legs. He'd be the fourth best tight end in the league if he just switched positions <laughs> tomorrow. Well, he's young. Still time. Yeah. He's still time. <laughs> Most most uh, most of Gen Z is going to go through five jobs in their first seven years in the market anyways. Yep. So, you know, uh, it's a tough market out there. Economy's in decline. I think, you know, making a, a career change for Josh Allen might pay off in the long run. Yep. Get to that third contract. <laughs> All right. All right, man. Well, well that's, yeah. That's, that's good. Um, so, I mean, just to kind of jump to the top again. So, we both had Patrick Mahomes as the number one guy, right? Uh, yes, clearly. Um, did you see the NFL top 100? I mean, I don't, I don't, I try, like, all that prepackaged shit, I try not to, like, I try not to consume that stuff. 
But my, so here's 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 what's funny to me about the top 100 is that the uh, the NFL was probably sitting around going, okay, everybody hates our fucking rankings, and they are the first thing anybody says is this was probably put together by a bunch of fucking people who never played the game. So what do they do? They put together a fucking list that's only put together by the fucking upper one percent of football players in the entire fucking world. And what do people do? They still bitch about the fucking list. Yep. So, you know, I mean, it's like it's not—it's not, not even good memes. It's just like, okay, yeah, I get it. Jimmy G was at forty-three. I'm but that's sorry. why I like the list because it is the players. Yeah, but I don't think they give a shit. That's yeah. the problem. At least, at least you and me, like we're sitting around here, like we put. I mean, I put like eight minutes of thought into this. Yeah. <laughs> plus, plus all the time I've just kind of spent thinking about football. Like, I'm not sure that these guys actually like. You guys don't care about that stuff. They fucking they want to they want fucking to play NBA 2K and beat the shit out of each other on a football field. Yeah. All right. All right. So I just I just don't think now. Who do you, which player do you think spent the most time on this, on their NFL 100? Russell Wilson. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> yeah. What are you thinking? God, now I'm thinking Russell Wilson. I, yeah, I'm thinking, oh. Like, you, you want to say Fitzpatrick, but he's probably doing like the New York Times crossword puzzle because I don't know if you know, but he went to Harvard. Yeah. They'll uh, tell you. Yeah. Um, I feel like the guy who spent like the least amount of time on it was definitely, well, I see, I could see Frank spending a lot of time on it just because like, he's got the time. Reading's not a strong suit. I think for Frank, God, I'm sorry. I just can't believe I did that right there. I'm sorry. Um, religious. Yeah. I, I, I named my kid's school after him. They tell you that? Yeah, yeah, that's perfect. When you when you homeschool, so when you homeschool your kids, you can just pick whatever school you want. I named it after Frank Gore, so there we go. Um, uh, yeah. So I think the the Watt brothers took their time with it. For sure. Yep. Big Ben probably did it over like Big Ben probably was like seven or eight beers deep. Kind of like just ripping through his list. Um, were you surprised at Kittle being number seven? Uh, no, no. I think he was worthy of a top ten choice this year. What do, you do you think? think? He, you think he's better than Gronk ever was? Mm, that's a great comparison because they're both pretty, uh, both great blockers and receivers. So Gronk is just the, the, the thing that I would give just to prove to people that I'm not as big a fucking homer as you think I am. I would give Gronk the edge because Gronk is so dominant in the red zone. And yeah. I don't know if that's a, you know, just, I mean, Gronk is the probably the most efficient red zone, the best red zone threat in the history of the game. And kid, but you know, I think, Maybe between the twenties, I would take Kittle. Yeah, but um, but Kittle is just they're both so amazing blockers, but also they initiate contact in the open field. Yeah, and that's that's just fun to watch when you if you like if you like football, like watching guys run out of bounds is boring. Watching guys turn up field and try and take some other guy's head off, even better. Just seeing big dudes with the ball in their hands is is enjoyable for me. I always like it when the tight end gets the ball. Yeah, yeah, and he's oh, he's just like, he's he's just, and he's he's a good shit talker. Yeah, he's a good shit talker. He's just kind of always like he's he's like that goofy happy shit talker that like you just never want to try shit talking because you can't get you just you can't get him. He's just he's just too goofy and stupid to to really give a shit about anything. Yeah. Um, yeah. No. I mean, if he can. Uh... You know, knock on wood, stay healthy, and have a bunch of uh, big years. He'll definitely catch up to Gronk. Maybe sign a fucking contract. Maybe that would that would probably help me sleep. Like you do? Yeah, dude. They're um they're what trying. What's up? What year is he? 
He's a fifth round pick going into year four. Okay. So. Last year of his contract. Yeah, he's earned a pay pay grade uh, upgrade little, for sure. A little bit, a little bit. Um, the the problem with him is he's such a big part of the the, the problem with signing him is that he's such a big part of the offense. And these and the fucking Chiefs, dude, like you can tell the NFL teams aren't colluding because the Chiefs handing out these massive fucking contracts right when everybody's worried that the salary cap's going to go down next year and because of COVID and the lack of fans and all that other shit, yeah. you know, the lack of like concession sales and revenue and all that shit. Yep. And uh, the Niners are, for whatever reason, like can't – Kittle is such – it's like – I think Kittle probably wants to be paid like a wide receiver and the Niners are sitting there going like, but tight ends only make like 10 mil. What did Hooper sign for? Mm, I mean, Browns had to overpay to get anybody. Um, right. But it was, it was only like 10 or 12, it was only like 10 or 12 million, maybe 11, right? Four years, 44, something like that. I think that's what it was. Yeah. So, you know, Kittle wanting, you know, the Niners are probably being like, Hey, if we make you the highest paid tight end in history, you'll be happy. Right. And he's like, yeah, bump that. Like, yeah. you know, it's like, take me to 13. They, they're like, Niners are like, hey, 13 sounds good. You'd be the highest paid tight end. He goes, fuck you, 15 or nothing. Yeah. Um, yeah. I forgot four years, 44 million, 23 million guaranteed. God, I can't believe I hit that right on the fucking head. And I forgot yeah. the AFC South. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. Yeah. Um. All right. So I think that's the. Then you got. What else happened? He got all the fucking – oh, so here we can segue into the COVID stuff because there's – you know, Mike Silver, uh, NFL.com, theorized that if if uh, somebody in the Niners locker room got, um, got COVID, that, like, Kittle might just be like, uh, you know, why don't I just sit the season out and we can just pick this up later, um, which would be, like – so these the players that are negotiating deals right now or on the last year of their deals have this crazy bit of leverage to get a deal done, which is, uh, oh, yeah, I just – I'm not going to hold out. I'm going to take this – take 150 grand and go fucking work out for a year. Yeah, no, it's definitely a strange situation. It can, uh, there's definitely players that have the power to totally change a season by sitting out. Um, what was it? C.J. Mosley today, I think, opted out of the season. So that makes the Jets now down C.J. Mosley and Jamal Adams. Right. And didn't Jamal Adams recruit C.J. Mosley? Was that what it was? Maybe. I think that was, I think that was part of it. It's like, like hey, man. Come join up, link up, let's Voltron up, and then and then request a trade. And CJ Mosley probably looking around, going like, uh, "Guys, guys, oh, well, see you later." Yeah, it's like, oh, let's see, I could uh, I could go sit on my couch, or I could play with this uh, fucking Quinn and Williams and see if he gets his braces off this season. <laughs> yeah, the Jets are they the worst team heading into the season? Uh yeah. Hold on, let me just make sure I haven't forgotten the fucking AFC South. Um, I mean, Jags don't look great. No, they're down there. And there's no telling. Like, if I'm right about Zach Taylor, the Bengals are going to be bad regardless of Joe Burrow being there. Mm-hmm. Um. But I would say that the – I'd say the Jets, the Bengals, the Jags, and the Redskins have the best shot at being abs- – oh, no, sorry, I take it back. Washington the, football the, the, team. The, oh, yeah, sorry, the Washington football team. Um, Offensive. The uh, – Here's my underrated worst team in the NFL next year, the Atlanta Falcons. Matt Ryan injury? Or just um, a decline in his game? Their defense is just that bad. I think that they should have fired um, – uh, Quinn? 
Dan Quinn, like, middle of last year, and they let them stick around and get hot. And uh, and he's gonna, they're going to come back. And, like, the, I, I, people are going – people are, like, saying, it's like, oh, they didn't quit on him. It's like, yeah, but they were terrible. Like, if you're terrible and you don't quit, like, yes, sure, fine, sign of a good coach. But, like, at the same time, they're terrible. And he's the defensive coach. Yeah. And he doesn't know how to pick offensive coordinators either. Like, their one good year, Shanahan was the coach, and then he left, and then that was it. They've been basically terrible ever since. Yeah, I can see that. I can see the Bears being really bad, depending on what happens with their quarterback situation. Uh, yeah, I mean, I guess – I guess – See, that's the thing. The defense is gonna, and that. So this is my. This was my argument when Stidham, when it was just Stidham, and the and the Patriots defense. Now, granted, the Patriots defense. I mean, now we're into the COVID thing. We're talking about teams that could be really bad. I mean, with all the defections, could the Patriots be? I think terrible? there's seven now. I think they signed a Marquise Lee, and then he opted out of the season. <laughs> So I think he made seven today. So that's a lot of guys off one roster. So here's here's what I'm thinking. All these guys are sitting there going like, okay, Robert Kraft does not – Robert Kraft is going into some shady places and having some shady things done to him. <laughs> and he's obviously not quarantining. And he's walking around in the locker room shaking hands, kissing babies, and I think they think that Robert Kraft is the guy that's going to give them COVID. I think it's, oh, shit, Tom Brady left. We're not going to be as good. I'm not going to get screamed at by Bill Belichick if I don't have to. See, that that was my theory around when Harbaugh retired and then, like, Chris Borland retired and Patrick Willis retired and Justin Smith retired, and it was like, hey, where the fuck did you guys go? Like, because they because the next thing up was like Jim Tom Sula. <laughs> so is is but Cam Newton is not the Jim Tom Sula of quarterbacks. I would agree, but I think and Cam Newton has something to prove, and he's never played for Bill Belichick. <laughs> all of this, but I'm just saying, all of this opting out has happened after they signed Cam Newton. Yeah. So it's like they had a shot, and it's like you've only got to beat out Josh Allen. That's doable. And you're in the playoffs. Yeah. You beat out Josh Allen, you're in the playoffs. Very doable. If you can't tell, I am low on Josh Allen. Josh Allen's passes go high, I go low. Yeah. Um, yeah, Stephon Diggs is not a tall receiver. No. They're like, oh, he can finally a guy who can get deep. It's like it doesn't matter if the guy's overthrowing you by 20 yards. It's like okay. – we'll see yeah it's a fun part I hope right? we'll see yeah it's like i mean shit dude if uh uh if you and i just talking about it made it so that it would be a niners brown super bowl every year and that would be that yeah, yeah. but in the but, end they have to play the fucking games and um i mean this is you know, it's uh, three out of the five like NFL network guys picked the Seahawks this week to beat the Niners out for the division. And I'm like, but why? One team outscored the other team, one team outscored their opponents by seven points, and the other team outscored their opponents by 160. And you're thinking that they're just going into the season equal? I don't get it. Niners, though, by the way, having talks or at least had a chat with Jadavion Clowney. Yeah. Yeah, that would make – if they brought him on, that would make six first-round picks on that defensive line. For four spots. Yeah, I was going to say, where is he going to play? I don't know at this point. You mean, like, where on the the line is he going to play or what team is he going to play for? He would be third string on your team, wouldn't he? I mean, you know, D Ford's hamstring is always – he's like – D Ford is, like, questionable now and he hasn't played a game in, like, nine months. Yeah. Seven months. But like you know, it's like that rotate dude, can you imagine a rotation on the on the for the edge rushers that included Bosa, D Ford, 
Um, and Jadavion Clowney. Yeah, that's that'd be gnarly. Yeah. So, um, and I don't know if uh, maybe Clowney's got a bone to pick with Seattle about lowballing him. Who knows? You can't. You don't get laid if you don't go out, and you don't get guys to sign below market contracts if you don't ask. This is true. So, um, that's all I got. I think for uh, this week. All right. Cool. Thanks for uh, thanks for jumping on here. Hopefully, this is our this is our first time doing this over the this is the first time doing it over the internet with proper mics and over Zoom. So we will see how the quality turns out. I'm excited to listen. All right, I like it. Thanks, buddy. All right, brother. See you, man. Later. If you've made it this far, I appreciate it. Hope you liked what I had to say. If you didn't like it, I hope you come back next week and hear more of the stupid shit that comes out of my mouth. Thanks for listening. Go ahead, like, subscribe, review, whatever you got to do. Help me get that podcast clout. Thanks, guys. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.